G'day everyone, this is Rita Join and welcome to the Unbox Your Give podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. We're on the emotional intelligence train, guys, with these past episodes, and I want to continue the train so I can explain the whole breadth of what emotional intelligence is, and today's topic is motivation. Now, emotional intelligence is made up of five elements, self-awareness, self-regulation, empathy, motivation, and social skills. And it's been argued that emotional intelligence trumps IQ. So normal, the, the average or, you know, the, the standard IQ, the standard intelligence that we know of in history, you know, where how smart you are, book smart, academic smartness, emotional intelligence trumps that. Because if you take anybody who has succeeded in anything, it has been emotional intelligence that's really allowed them to deep dive. You could be a brilliant mechanic. You could be a brilliant practitioner of uh, being a president, being a manager, being a social, uh, social media marketer, whatever it is that you do, whatever the profession is. What allows you to really dive deep and get into the, tap into your greatest potential is the ability to have emotional intelligence around these logistics of awareness and self-regulation and motivation and empathy and social skills. And so if you want to learn more about self-awareness, self-regulation or empathy, the last three episodes covered that. This episode is looking at motivation and how that is going to actually allow you to experience more of your motivation. Now, one of the things that I've always experienced that I need to feel motivated to do something. In other words, I need to feel like I want to do something. There are days I don't want to do something. There are days when I don't want to do a podcast. There are days where I don't want to create a video. There's a day, there's, there's a day, <laughs> there are days when I don't want to work on my social enterprise. But it's, it doesn't matter how I feel. It matters how I finish. It matters how I do it despite not, not feeling tired, despite not wanting to do it. So motivation is the reasons for acting behavior or behaving in a certain way. Motivation is how you learn, how you talk to yourself, the words that you use, and your identity, how you see yourself. I was researching Olympians when I was doing this podcast series, when I was talking, uh, thinking about this podcast episode. And one of the things that athletes do is this way of knowing how to elevate their mood or how to decrease their mood based on getting into flow. And one of the things, and I spoke a bit about this yesterday on the empathy episode, how empathy is used for happiness and success. One of the things that they do is they know how to control their state. They know how to control what they call their arousal control. So if they are feeling quite meek, quite bleak, quite, oh, I don't feel like it. I'm not in the mood. I just can't be bothered. What they, what they do, they identify that as a feeling. And that those are thoughts that supporting those feelings, like the self-talk, I don't feel like it, I'm not in the mood, I'm too tired, I'm too sore, whatever it might be. And they have strategies so that when they feel that way, they know how to get themselves to that optimum state of mind of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush this. And the same time, when they feel like they're on a two or high, and they need to bring themselves back down to that, uh, that flow, so they're not going to create injury or they're not going to create mistakes, and they have of the ability or they have resources, they have a process that brings them back down to that flow state. Now, it's really important. Yesterday, I had a really, um, actually two days ago, 
I was working and I was just getting teary and I was getting teary because I was getting these emotions that were coming as I'm studying emotional intelligence and as I'm training it, I was getting emotional because my, I'm, as you're doing something, you're teaching yourself at the same time. Like you're looking, checking in with yourself. How does this work? How would I do this on myself to able to be able to teach it? And I was getting quite emotional and I was getting emotional. I was getting out of my state of flow, my optimum level. And I had researched that in order to get myself in my optimum level, one of the things that helps me is that I listen to music. And when I listen to a certain type of music, it gets me back in the rhythm of what my flow state is, my state of, I can do this, I can crush it. I'm, you know, that state of, I'm in the mood to get this really and just go for gold. That's what I'm talking about in the state of flow. So for me, what I decided to do was uh, on the back of a journal, I started writing down, if I ever go into a state of like, you know, you're sinking, like, I don't, you know, that state of, and there's never been a word for it. It's just an emotion that's like, that's how the emotion that I feel. And so anytime I get into that feeling, I made a shopping list of what I'm going to do to get myself out of that funk, right? And one of the things I said, watch a funny video, listen to music, go and exercise, uh, go and make a, make a time with a friend to just talk about anything with a friend. Because when I have this list, when I'm not in my flow, I can do one of these things to get me back into flow. And that's what you want to have. Motivation is calling it when you need it. Because motivation is simply, I want to do something. I, I, you know, I have the urge, I've got the, uh, what's the word? The urge, I, I, I'm in the mood to do something. Like I'm in the mood to, to continue with this. I'm in the mood to go to work. I'm in the mood to record this. I'm in the mood to clean the house. I'm in the mood. And there are times when you're not in the mood. There's times when you don't want to do it. So what do you do at that point? And you know, you've got to get it done. That's when you call on your list of things to get you back in that float state where you want to just push through and get through the other side of it. And I got to say, it actually works. It actually truly works because I just have to open up this journal of mine on the back of it. And I've got it listed. What the things I need to do to get me back into that state of, I'm, a, I'm just going to go for gold. I'm not going to think about, it, I don't want to do it. Cause if I think about that, that's what I'm saying to myself. And the more I say it, the more I'm not going to want to do it. So that's my go-to. So I recommend the same for you in order to call on motivation, which is just, you know, I think motivation is a drug, you know, you need to be addicted. You need to want to do something to get it done. Actually, you just have to build a habit. And so the habit that I'm building in myself is when I don't feel like it, I'm going to look at this list, I'm going to pick something and I'm going to do it. Now I'm actually on TikTok at the moment. I'm really enjoying TikTok. TikTok is something that I, I'm creating videos on as well. And it's, it's I find TikTok hilarious. Okay, you, when I first downloaded it, it was like, oh, this is so stupid. This is so silly. But I actually, when I actually looked at it in terms of a platform to create videos, like when I switched my focus of how I was approaching and looking at this platform, I thought I could create some really good videos. And that's when I started to look at what other people, what other creators are doing on this platform. And it's hilarious. It's so funny. And so one of the things that I do when I'm feeling in that, uh, like, you know, that I don't have a word for it, that uh, mood is I go on TikTok because it makes me laugh. Like, it's just, like, it just puts, like, I cr literally, it cracks me up. But I've got to be watchful because I can't be there for a whole three hours in the day. I've got to put my, a, a limit on to how many videos I'm going to watch until I get that belly laugh, until I get that real hearty laugh. That's when I just let go of it and then I carry on. 
which is exactly what I did before getting on this podcast. I was watching some TikTok and oh my goodness, there was like these crazy, and they're 15 second to 60 second videos. So they're just quick and they're just fun. Like the people that I'm watching, they're just so hilarious that I'm back on track and I'm back at it and I'm here I am. But we all get into that state of, uh, so how you do you get yourself out of it? Motivation will not be there when you need it. Those are the words of Mel Robbins, of which I'm quoting. Motivations are not, motivation is not there when you need it. So how do you call it on demand? How do you want to do something? Have something in your back pocket like an athlete, like an Olympian, who has these strategies so they get themselves into that state of wanting to push through. So that's what I'd recommend. It works for me. It works uh, have works for Olympians. It works for athletes. So try it out for yourself. That's who I got it from. That's how I got the strategy. The other thing is actively failing. Actively failing does push you through this fear. Actively failing means doing something that you know you're not going to be good at, but just enjoying the process. Because motivation, I don't want to do something usually is stems from the fact, well, what if I make a mistake? What if I make a fool of myself? What if it doesn't happen? What if I can't get it? What if it doesn't work out? And that's the biggest thing because nothing can work out. I mean, there's no guarantee that if you do the right thing, then the right thing is go to school, get a degree, get a good job, work up the ladder. There is no guarantee, A, you're going to work up that ladder. There's no guarantee you're going to get the degree and be happy with it. There's no guarantee you're even going to be doing well. It's just a map that's been put out for 100 plus years. Well, actually not 100 plus years. The degree, not everyone could get a degree 100 plus years. So say for the, at least for the last 40 years, 50 years, that was been the script. And that script doesn't guarantee anything. It guarantees there's a map and you will follow that map, but it doesn't mean that map will make you happy, nor does it mean you'll end up where you've always wanted to which is why actively failing is very important. In fact, I'm going to be actively failing as, my, as I do my videos and, and I'm still on my challenge of doing a video every single day. I'm going to be trying different things so I can actively fail and get the fear out of it because I just don't know if I try something different. Would anyone like it? Would I even like it? Would I enjoy doing it? I have no idea. I did a singing class. I actively failed. Like it was a horrible thing. I've spoken about it at length. I went to an improv class and I thought I'd be good at that, but I wasn't. Hey, who knew that I would really be bad at that? Cause I thought I'd be okay at least, but I wasn't, I totally failed, but I had such a ball in that improv class. Like I met people, I was out of my own head and I had to like off the cuff, create things, scenarios and situations and accents. And it was just a blast. And so the result that I gained was not failure. The result I got was just playfulness. But I didn't do well in it. So, you know, from a school standard, that's a fail. But in the life standpoint, I learned about myself. I learned about what I enjoy doing. I learned about it was okay to not be good at something, but still be enjoying the opportunity to have a go at it. So actively fail is another way of keeping yourself in, in a state of peak performance or in a state of motivation. And of course, there's things like self-talking. Like remember when you are in that state of that funk of Ugh, the self-talk that happens unconsciously in our head is I don't want to do this. I don't want to feel like it. I'm too tired. And you build up a case in your head as to why you shouldn't go ahead with what you want to, what you should be doing. And that's self-talk. And one of the things that I also do now is I talk to myself. And one of the things, LeBron James, I'm not a big basketball fan, I'm not even a big sports person, but I read in a research that I was doing that LeBron James, who's 
uh, suppose I, I don't know him, so definitely basketball fans. I apologize. He in America is a huge basketball legend. You know, I guess he he's, he's very famous, very popular. And one of the things he was in an interview, and someone asked him, "Why did you X, Y, or Z?" They asked him why he, he did a particular, why he made a particular move, a career move. Uh, so it wasn't a game move, it was a career move. And he answered the report of the journalist by saying, "LeBron James needs to look at needs to look at what makes LeBron James happy, and LeBron James is looking out for what's the benefit of other people." And the conversation that happened after that interview was, "Why was LeBron James referring to himself in the third person? Why didn't he just say me? Why didn't he just say I? Why didn't he just say I'm thinking that I want to do what's best for me? I'm thinking." Why did he talk? Why did he say talk about LeBron James? He is LeBron James, right? And the reason why is because when you talk about yourself in the third person and you say your name, it allows your brain to connect better and allows brain to your brain to latch on to that thing that you want. I didn't know that was in the possibility, but LeBron James apparently does that in interviews and he does that in his own game. LeBron James is going to crash. LeBron James is going to get that six point, and LeBron James is going to. So as he's talking to himself like that, as he's prepping himself for a game, he's, that language has just come on into his everyday vocabulary. So I tried doing that. I'm like, let me see if I can see if that actually works. So in that moment, in that, when I was working two days ago and I was like getting all teary and emotional, I started writing, Rita, on the back of that journal, the same journal, Rita, you got this. Rita, you're going to move forward. Rita, you're going to actually crush this. Rita, you're going to be able to change and heal people. Rita, you're going to... And remember, actions are judged by intentions. And the intention was to get myself in a state of optimum peak performance. And it worked for me too, by calling myself in the third person. By saying, Rita, you're going to do this. Rita... It just kind of, I don't know how I got myself. I listened to the music. Like I said, I started repeating these things and I got myself out of that thing and I made a breakthrough and I actually made a breakthrough when I was, can I just tell you what my breakthrough was, please? Let me tell you. Emotional, this is what my breakthrough was. As I'm putting my program together to teach emotional intelligence, my breakthrough was how can I distill emotional intelligence in just one thing? Like if I could describe emotional intelligence in one thing, how would I describe it? So it's just like emotional intelligence is about your emotions that you feel and being open to the emotions of other people so that your decision-making muscle is based on your emotions. Like, and it's just it, like the definition of emotional intelligence is so like convoluted, I find. I have to read it three, four times before I get it. So I said, if I have to read it three, four times before I get it, how is it going to be harder for me to explain it if me, the trainer, is having trouble like, understanding, comprehending, the academic definition of emotional intelligence. So I said, you know what emotional intelligence is? And here was my breakthrough after I was able to get myself to that optimum state through listening to music, through having a list of something to do, through then watching TikTok and then allowing myself to talk to myself in the third person. I said, emotional intelligence is, in one word, is decision-making. In a moment, you make a decision to be rude. In a moment, you make a decision to be kind. In a moment, you make a decision to give money to someone on the street who you're just walking past. Emotional intelligence is simply decision-making. In a moment's decision, you get to stay, say, I do. 
or you get to say in a marriage, or you get to say, I don't want this anymore. Or in a work, you say, I resign. Or in the work, you say, I'm going to push further. I'm going to get to the next level. It's the moment to moment decisions. And those moment to moment decisions that we make is called emotional intelligence. So emotional intelligence is nothing but decision making. And those decisions are made by the emotion that you feel in that moment. In that moment, you said yes to that marrying that person. Had that person caught you in a bad moment, 10 days from that day, you know, having just had an argument with someone, maybe they would have said, I'm going to think about it. They wouldn't have said yes on the spot. And that decision of saying, I'm going to think about it versus yes, was predicated on the emotion that that person was feeling in that moment. So emotional intelligence is nothing more than a decision. And all decisions are made by emotions. And whether you choose to hire or fire or to get married or not get married or have kids or to pay a charity or to uh, go to the gym or not go to the gym, it's all a decision. And every single decision is building a muscle. And that muscle is either increasing our motivation or decreasing it. It's either increasing our ability to empathize, to have self-awareness, to self-regulate, or it's not. And every decision is predicated on, is built on the foundation of how you and I feel in any given moment. And how you and I feel is also placed upon how your partner is feeling, how your husband is feeling, how your wife is feeling, how your boss is feeling, how your child is feeling, how the shop assistant is feeling. Our emotions dictate collectively, both your own and collectively dictate the decision that you make. And that was my breakthrough. So emotional intelligence, I said, is nothing more than decision-making that's based on what you're feeling. That's emotional intelligence. Minus all the stuff that I had read, all the definitions that I'd read, because it was like, I had to read every definition three, four times. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you guys, because I got that breakthrough, because I got myself out of my own funk and got myself into that optimum state. And that's motivation. Motivation is not when you feel like it. There are days when you were going to, and that's like a gift. Then there are days when you're not going to feel like it. And that's a gift, a gift of building the self-regulation and self-awareness to know what you need to do for yourself to get yourself back into that state. Because you know you've got to do that thing that you don't want to do. Because by doing that thing that you don't want to do, gets you closer to the ultimate thing that you need to do. <laughs> right? I'm sharing that with you because I am, I am, I am experimenting on myself. I am doing this on myself. I'm not sitting here as like, I know it all. I am doing it all. And that's why I'm sharing it with you. So actively failing, self-talk, arousal control, getting it, knowing what is going to trigger you, what your impulses are to get you back in that state and talking to yourself in the third person. That's all motivation. That's all motivation. And one thing I will add to that, one thing I will add to that is any goal that you set for yourself, anything, you want to look at what's the, what do I believe about this goal? Say you want to, and I'm going to use the gym, and I'm going to use weight because everyone at some point in their life has a weight or health goal at any point. Um, actually, no, let me not, not use the weight goal. Let me use the, the goal that you want to start your own business. This is the Passion to Profession podcast, right? <laughs> right? Let me use that. So you want to start your own business and you're excited about that. You know, that's something that you want to do. But in the back of your mind, what do you really believe about that opportunity? It's a goal that you want, 
Well, what do you believe about it? Do you believe it's going to be hard? Do you believe it's going to be, you will, you will sink into poverty because now you're not going to have a steady paycheck? Do you unconsciously believe that you're going to be looked at as like a loser, like someone who has to start from scratch again? Like if you can look at what's the belief that you really have, you want the goal, but what is the beliefs underneath that? If you can just name them, and anything that's negative like that, if you can call it out for what it is, and now you can start to attack those beliefs. Because a lot of the times when I've taught people how to find your passion in workshops and I've taught people how to create presentations that attract clients, they come to the workshop because that's what they want, to find their passion or to create a presentation that attracts clients. But the reason why they will not ever endeavour to follow through on that passion and make it into a profession. The reason why they'll never get in front of an audience and deliver that presentation to gain clients, the reason why they won't is because they have an underlying belief that I'm not good enough, I'm not enough, what if this is stupid, what if no one becomes my client, what if my passion fails, what if I become poor? They have those underlying beliefs. And motivation is about looking at what's my underlying belief that's sabotaging this goal. What do I believe that's sabotaging this goal? That's not serving this goal. That's not helping me. Because if you're not where you want to be, guaranteed there's something, a belief that you have, there's something that you believe that is pulling at you. One, and on one end, you want this goal. On another end, your brain's going, ah, this is, no, it's not going to happen. And unless you understand what that is that's stopping you, that belief, then you're going to be at a tug of war because you really want it and you're working hard, but there is this core belief that you need to dismantle. And once you dismantle it, that's when you will break through because that belief won't hold you back anymore. And that's part of motivation. So what I would ask you to do is look at, pick a goal that you've always wanted, any goal, pick a goal, any goal. And ask yourself, what do I believe about this goal? Like really and truly, this is raw, this is real, like good and ugly. What do I believe about this? And it may not come to you in the beginning because you may be right in the beginning of things. But if you're in the middle of things and you've tried and it hasn't worked out or you've, you've attempt, made an attempt and it hasn't worked out, ask yourself, what do I really believe? Do I really believe this can work? And if I don't believe this can work, why do I believe it won't work? Why do I believe it won't work? What could stop this from happening? Who am I embarrassed to fail in front of? Who am I embarrassed to show my shortcomings in front of? That and those questions will elicit the fears, the unconscious fears that you have, that once you can let it out, now you know what you can attack. Now you know what you need to attack to dismantle them. So if what if I believe is I don't want to fail in front of my husband. Okay, so I'm scared now that if I don't well do well in this, I'm going to fail in front of my husband. Now I know that. That's an unconscious. Now I've put that into the forefront. It's on the forefront of my mind. So what's the worst thing that can happen if I fail in front of my husband? Well, he'll probably think uh, I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. But and then that's fine. He can think whatever he wants. But what do I believe? Do I want to regret this or do I want to risk this? And what you're doing now is you're just attacking each of those, of those beliefs that don't support the goal that you want to go for. 
But first you've got to bring up the limiting or the core belief that is not supporting you. And once you can do that, motivation becomes less of a something that I, feel, I need to feel like I want to do it. It will become less of that and more of a just getting on with it. Good, bad, shiny, rainy, cloudy days, it won't matter. The weather forecast won't matter, right? Your internal weather, weather forecast won't matter. You'll just get the job done because you know you've got an ultimate goal to get to, an ultimate contribution to make, the impact that you want to create. And that's where you want to have happen. So motivation is made up of your core beliefs, dismantling those that don't support you, actively failing, talking, yourself, talking to yourself in the third person, uh, arousal control, and just being able to get yourself to do things, having a list, having a list of all the things that you need to do that if you ever get into a funk, that you will be able to get yourself out of it by doing one, two or three or all of those things. And then once you do that, you get to have a breakthrough like I did. Like literally you're having a breakthrough and you're just, you're trying to train your brain to push past where it caves in, where it push past the, I can't, I don't want to. So I want to leave you with that, guys. Hopefully that's been of benefit to you. Hopefully that you can see yourself. So motivation is not going to reading another motivational book, which is great. Not going to another motivational seminar, which is fine. Do all of those things. They help as well. That may want to be one of those things. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But these are the things that I've talked about that you have in your control in this very moment right now without you having to buy another book or travel to another seminar. And you can do those too. But these are things that if you can just have command on yourself, you're just that much more, baby, you're just that much more dangerous. You know what I mean? Like if you can control your own levels of motivation, that's, that's dangerous stuff. That's like, that's like Olympian level. Because those guys on the Olympics, good day, bad day, hey, they've trained for that. And you're training yourself for the things that you want in your life every single day. So let me know your thoughts about this episode. Did this episode help you? Did this give you any aha moments? Did it allow you to dive deep into your own psyche and get to the really deep entities of what's going to make you become alive minus the distractions, minus giving in to the things that, and the emotions that won't support you? So guys, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, I love to hear from you. Please let me know your thoughts by writing a review. Uh, and also, if you would like to be in an upcoming episode where I get to coach you live, uh, then please email me at reader at unboxyourgift.com. We will be doing coaching on how to find your passion. And if you, there is a goal that you haven't yet achieved using emotional intelligence, we can dig deep and look into what facet, what are the five elements of emotional intelligence do you need to focus on to get to your passion and turn that into profession. So if that resonates with you then please email me i'd love to have you on the show i would love to have you uh, be the center of attention in that we're going to uncover unearth and really just just you know skyrocket 2020 before the clock strikes 2020 let's just get this done get this thing that's nagging at you out of the way and get you on a trajectory to just crush it okay guys thank you so much for listening wherever you are in the world whatever you're doing i'm so grateful my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift and together with motivating ourselves, let's unbox it. God bless.